السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا أمة بعد أمتي ولا شريعة بعد شريعتي ولا كتاب بعد كتابي والصلاة والسلام الأكملان الأتمان على الرقم الأعظم أفضل من تقدم ومن تأخر وعلى آله وأصحابه الغر الميمين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعلموا أنما أموالكم وأولادكم فتنة والله عنده أجر عظيم وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الولد مبخلة مجهلة إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers, mothers and sisters and those that are listening on the various platforms we begin by praising Allah Rabbul Izza we send countless blessings, salutations upon our leader and master Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his honorable companions, his household, and those who follow him. Friends and elders, one of the greatest challenges that stay at the world today is the fear of raising children. The fears that haunts the mind of every individual without exception is what would happen to a generation in a society that has become totally immoral and devoid of values. And as we draw closer to the day of Qiyamah, and we find the prophecies of the Nabi of Allah manifesting before us on a daily basis that Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu had said that we had barely buried the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and already we found that the conditions around us had changed in other words the burial of the Nabi of Allah which marked the termination of the golden era was still so instantly so immediately that we had barely dusted our hands from the grave of the Nabi of Allah and already we found that the conditions around us had changed my brothers what about you and I who find ourselves 14 centuries down the line there is a narration that appears in Bukhari when Sahabi was addressing his companions at the demise of the Nabi of Allah what did he say إِنَّكُمْ لَتَعْمَلُونَ أَعْمَالًا يَدَّقُّ فِي أَعْيُنِكُمْ مِنَ الشَّعْرِ كُنَّا نَعُدُّهَا فِي أَحْدِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ مِنَ الْمُبِقَاتِ He said, O my companions, I find many sins prevalent and common amongst you which you have trivialized, which you have regarded to be insignificant. I recall very well that if that very sin had to be committed and perpetrated in the time of the Nabi of Allah, it would have been regarded as one of the most destructive crimes. And like I've always said, to find obedient children, to find obedient children who are upright in society, I swear by Allah, it is the priceless gift of nature. To find obedient children who are upright in society, you can never thank Allah enough for this privilege and this bounty of obedient children. And the reason, uh, you know, uh, the topic that I've been, I've, I, I've been thinking about it, and recently, my brothers, we have seen, you know, what is happening in the, you know, in the community. It's a holiday season, and many people lose the, you know, drop the guard 
especially with the youths. It's a sad reality that unfortunately, unfortunately we have become one of the biggest enemy. We can blame everyone else. I always say this, if you cannot become an ambassador for Islam, if you cannot become an ambassador for Allah's sake, for Allah's sake, my brothers and those that are listening, for Allah's sake, do not become an obstacle. Do not become an obstacle for others entering the fold of Islam. I gave a talk the other day, and there's a scholar from the UK mentioned this to me. He's the Imam of a masjid. And he said that, Mulana, he said in our masjid, you know, from the 7th of October, he said conservatively, every day, one person, one new person from the community reverted to Islam. What are we doing? Is there something wrong? This is a question we need to ask ourselves. You and I who have been sent as ambassadors of this beautiful deen, unfortunately we have become obstacles. Like Imam Shafi'i, the quotation of the great giant, Muhammad bin Idris al-Shafi'i. I mentioned it many a times. The famous couplets of his. What did he say? وَقَدْ مَاتَ قَوْمٌ وَمَا مَاتَتْ مَكَارِمُهُمْ وَقَدْ مَاتَ قَوْمٌ وَمَا مَاتَتْ مَكَارِمُهُمْ وَعَشَّ قَوْمٌ وَهُمْ فِي النَّاسِ أَمْوَاتُ Some people have left this world, but their legacy and the character has kept them alive. Some people are physically alive, but their character has killed them before they have physically died. You know, often you find you meet youngsters, you know, your parents, you know, my dad passed away, you know, 10 years ago. My brother, when last you visited the grave of your, of your late father, he said, Malala, I'd rather be honest with you, the day I dropped him in the grave, that was the last I visited the grave. I mean, your mom, your grandparents, totally finished. I mean, we are facing a crisis. Really, my brothers, you know, it pains me when I receive calls, you know, from non-Muslims in the community, you know, those that are working in these hotels, you know, people that are working in restaurants that speak to your community, you know, they've got disgusting behavior. Really, it pains us. We're not living on an island. We're not living in a cocoon. And really, you have seen the message. I circulated a message on the 1st of January, after Salatul Fajr. After Salatul Fajr, you know, one would have thought, you know, the whole world is sleeping. I decided to take a drive down to the beach, here in Amklanga. Yes, many of you have seen the message. It attracted a lot of attention. And really, it's not something when we see these skirmishes and these fights that happen, you know, year in and year out. You know, we look at it when we are amused. Really, you and I are failing as parents. We are failing as a community. 95% today, you go to the hotels in Amklanga, 95% of the occupancy are Muslim. Are Muslim. What impression are we giving to the broader community? What impression are we giving? I took a drive down to the beach. And lo and behold, you know, Wallahi, my brothers, my heart sunk. I'd seen young boys and girls intoxicated in a drunken stupor. Many of them wobbling away, you know, to the holiday apartments. Wobbling away to the vehicles. Young girls interacting with non-Muslim boys. So I circulated that message. That afternoon, I received a call from one of these youngsters. He tells me that, Malala, you know what, I've just sobered, sobered up, I've seen your message. And really it's picking my conscience. It's picking my conscience. I don't want you to mention my name to my parents, not to anyone. 
He said, I'm afraid. I do not want to be embarrassed. I said, my brother, it's not for me to judge. It's not for anybody to judge. I'm not here to judge you. We are here to help you. We are here to help you. So anyway, he tells me something. He said, Marana, what you have seen is only a fraction of what happens. He said, midnight, you know, fireworks. He said, that is all, that all ends at 12.30. He said, between 12.30 and, and 5 o'clock in the morning. He said, what happens with these youths? He said, you'll be astounded. You'll be astounded. And when he started opening up, it's not for us to judge. You know, there is an amazing incident that is recorded in the time of Sayyidina Umar anhu. It's a famous incident. You know, it was his normal habit. You know, he would parade the streets in Medina. You know, at night. He would parade the streets in Medina. And what he was Abdullah bin Mas'ud, anhu. So as Sayyidina Umar is walking, suddenly he gets the sound of music. You know, somebody that is singing. And as he draws closer, the, the sound is getting louder. So Sayyidina Umar anhu, he peeps through a small hole. And he sees, there is an elderly Sahabi who is sitting and drinking liquor and alcohol. Drinking alcohol. And next to him, there are girls that are singing and dancing. So in a fit of anger, in a fit of anger, what did Sayyidina Umar do? He scales the wall, not telling Abdullah bin Mas'ud what is going on. He scales the wall, rushes towards this elderly Sahabi, grabs him by his collar, and he said, you are an elderly man. The grave is around the corner. What is going to happen to you? What is going to happen to you? This elderly Sahabi looks at Amirul Mu'mineen and he said, O oh, Omar Amirul Mu'mineen, I acknowledge I have committed a blunder. I have committed a mistake. My brothers, these are the youth of the Ummah. I have kids, you have kids. Like I mentioned in the beginning, if you got obedient children, it's a priceless gift from the side of Allah. Make shukar a million times to Allah. If Allah has blessed you with obedient children. He looks at Omar, Amirul Mu'mineen. He says, I have committed one wrong. I have drunk liquor. I've got these girls dancing and singing in front of me. He said, oh, Omar, you have committed three wrongs at one go. You spied on a Muslim. You looked for the faults of a believer. And you entered the home of a believer without his permission. He thought that Sayyidina Omar would, you know, would tarnish his name and his reputation. So Omar puts him at ease. And Umar anhu, it began pricking his conscience that you know what elderly man is doing this. Nonetheless, for one month, this elderly Sahabi decides to stay away from Masjid al-Nabawi for one entire month. And Omar kept on inquiring, where is this man? Where is this man? We don't see, where is the concern for the youth of the Ummah? You know, when we opened this masjid, and subsequently, my brothers, you know, uh, other facilities were opened in the area. We found that the masjid was full, other facilities are full to capacity. And when we did an investigation, we found that there are many people, we're not speaking about some remote part in Africa or some other country where people live in an area where there are no masajid. There were people that were not reading Juma for, for months on end. Some brothers had told me that, Mulana, you know what, we did not, not want to fall under that ambit of that hadith where you don't read Juma for three, three weeks and you lose your Iman. So he said once in three weeks, you know, we read the Juma. So we need to embrace them. We need to embrace the youths. We cannot kick them out. Wallahi, it's a matter of great concern. And it pains us on the inside. 
you know, when we see this is the condition of the youth. So nonetheless, coming back to the incident, Sayyidina Omar, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, for one month that Sahabi stayed away from the gathering of Omar. So Omar is sitting on the pulpit of Masjid al-Nabawi. And suddenly on a Friday, he sees an elderly man with his face covered, inching closer to Masjid al-Nabawi. So Omar radiallahu calls one Sahabi. He said, tell me who is that man? So Omar, he tells Omar that that is so and so. So Omar puts two and two together. He calls this man. He said, my brother, Udunamini, come closer to me. Udunamini, Udunak, bring your ears closer to me. Paltakama Uduna, as though he makes a morsel out of his ear. And Sayyidina Omar whispers into his ears, وَالَّذِي بَعَثَ مُحَمَّدًا بِالْحَقِّ نَبِيًّا مَا أَخْبَرْتُهُ أَحَدًا مِنَ النَّاسِ بِالَّذِي رَأَيْتُ فِي هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ وَلَبْنَ مَسْعُودِ فَإِنَّهُ كَانَ مَعِي By the custom of that being who has sent me as his true messenger, Omar tells him, I have not disgraced you in the least bit. I have not told anyone about you. Abdullah bin Mas'ud was with me. He too does not know. He too does not know. You know, I was inundated. Malana, tell us who these youngsters are. You know, tell us which family they come from. My brothers, just make dua for them. It's not for you to know. It's not for anybody to know. I was inundated across the country. Malana, tell me whose son is that? I'm sure you know who he is. I know very well, but it's not for me to tell you. Wallahi, pains my heart. Wallahi, I came back and I turned to Allah. I said, oh Allah, these are the ummatis, the children of the ummat of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But coupled with that, some of these, I told this youngster, that bring your friends, I want to talk to them. And they, a few of them had come, and they said, Malana, you know what, we've come to sincerely apologize. I said, you don't need to apologize to me. Islam, there is no confession. That's in Christianity. We confess to Allah. I haven't told anybody who you are. That's between you and Allah. And many of them have told me that inshallah this is the turning point in our lives. Really my brothers that is, you know we need to embrace the youths. We see what is happening in Gaza. And this is what pains the hearts. Where thousands, thousands are dying, falling and crying on the land of Palestine. And we wonder where is the help of Allah coming? Where is the help of Allah coming? Whilst people are enjoying a beautiful fireworks display on midnight going to bed at one o'clock in the morning and i can tell you you know i've been in this masjid in this community for the past 18 years for the past 18 years the smallest crowd that we find for fajr there are brothers that are regular with salah they will attest to what i am saying the smallest crowd that we find is on the first of january where sometimes we barely fill oneself do a survey in many of the masajid you go to bed at two o'clock in the morning how do you expect to get up? Leave alone tahajjud salah. Where do you get up for fajr? My brothers, it's time we turn to Allah. It's time we turn to Allah. Wallahi Allah, these children that Allah has given us, this is a amana. This is a trust from the side of Allah. What does Allah Ta'ala say? The ayat al-kareem I had recited before you. That verily your wealth and your children are a test from the side of Allah upon you. This is a test from Allah. How do we nurture, nurture our children? I personally, I've dealt with many of these kids. And when you call the father, you know what? Your son is taking drugs. Your son is doing this. Molana, don't accuse my son for nothing. My son is an angel. My son is an angel. Only later on when it surfaces, 
You know, I we're dealing with the situation recently. In fact, the father asked me to mention it. You know, the, the son was involved in the business, you know, for a period of time. I always say, give your children, educa educate them. You know, many of them are dropouts in school. They spend the whole night gallivanting. They get up in the morning. I mean, the old days, you know, the moment the child came out of school, going to the business. Uh, holiday time, you go to the shop. You should go to the shop. And the children started at the bottom. The old people had wisdom in them. His father mentions, I was personally involved in this. He's telling me that, Malala, he said just within the last six months, my son, five million rands he dumped in a casino. Five million rands. Prominent family. And he said, it pains me, but end of the day, it's my son. He said, I blame myself and no one else. I blame myself and no one else. We can blame this one and that one. If Allah has given us children, my brothers, this is an amana from the side of Allah. There are two things that we learn from Quran and Sunnah. When we study the lives of Anbiya, Nabi Salam said, that my Allah raised me, my Allah matured me, my Allah tutored me, and Allah left nothing short in maturing me. Allah designed every prophet according to his nation. Hence, Allah Ta'ala designed Musa salam so that the Bani Israel could relate to the life of Musa salam. Nabi Shu'ib salam was fashioned by Allah so the people of Madian could relate to the life of Shu'ib salam. But the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was so perfectly groomed and matured by the Almighty Allah. Any person at any time, you can relate to the life of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There are two things that come across loud and clear. And I leave you with these two messages. One is the element of love coupled with sternness but in moderation. We need to love our children. Show them that love. How many children, my brothers, there are many fathers that are sitting here. Ask ourselves the question, when last did you embrace your son? When last did you embrace your son? Like I tell the men, you can kiss this woman and that woman. When last did you kiss your mother on her forehead? We find it too difficult. When last did we embrace our children? Show them that love. The Rabbi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know when he used to come home, Usama, Nabi alayhi salam, when he used to find mucus, dripping down the nose of Usama. Nabi Ali, you will do it for your own children. Somebody else's child, you will never do it. Nabi Ali, salam, with his own hands, Aisha used to say, oh Nabi of Allah, let me clean, no, no, leave it to me, Aisha, I will do it. Become part of their lives. Do things together. I mean, today the father is doing his own thing. I mentioned this one of the day after Fajr. So my brother mentioned to me, but I'm going on holiday. So I said, where are you off to? So I said, tell me the family. He said, no, you know what? As a family, we have decided the wife is going to one country, I'm going to another country, my daughter is going here, my son is going there. Do things together, you want to go on holiday, no problem. Do it together. Take your children, go into the park. Do things together. There was a time, there was that family unit. We sat and ate together. Today, the father is eating on his own. The mother is too busy on the cell phone. The children are too busy gallivanting. We don't have time as a family unit. We need to bring together that family unit again. Like I say, you know, we have bigger houses, we have smaller families. We have higher incomes, less morals, more bigger houses, more broken homes. That's the sad reality of our technological advancement. In fact, there was a scholar from the UK mentioned this to me a few days ago, he mentioned this. He said currently in the UK, we're not speaking about the broader community. 
in the Muslim community. He said 50% of marriages are breaking up within the first six months. 50%. Where are we falling short? Where are we build that family unit? We appreciate the children that Allah has given us. Wallahi, the only time you appreciate them is the day when they are gone. They are married. How many fathers have mentioned to me that, you know what, I never spend quality time with my kids. I never spend quality time with my children. Take them out, go out together, do things together. And really, my brothers, make dua for them. So like I said, number one, you'll show them love, embrace this priceless gift of nature. That's number one. And number two, we have to adopt sternness, but in moderation. What did Nabi Ali Salam teach us? Keep the rod hanging, but warn your children regarding the disobedience of Allah. When your child does something wrong, your child does something wrong, immediately caution and discipline your child. Otherwise, my Nabi said that evil will grow into the child to a point that if someone had to tell you that a mountain has moved from its place, tell the man I believe you. But if he tells you that so and so has abandoned an evil habit, tell the man I don't believe you. And that brings me to the next point. My brothers, we have entered into a new academic year. And rightfully so, we choose the best of uh, institutions, the best of universities, the best of schools, you know, for our children. Rightfully so. I'm not opposed to that. Like I said, give your children the best of education, but do not spoil them. Do not spoil them. You know, Malala Umarji, or this, this scholar from the, uh, now living in the United States of America, Yawar Baik, and Malala Umarji used to say, he said, when we look at family business today, he said, how many family businesses you know, last for more than four generations. One of the reasons for that is perhaps succession planning. You know, there's, we don't have proper succession planning. But our youth grow up with a golden spoon in their mouths. They don't understand what is difficulty. They don't understand what, what is challenges. This father mentioned to me, I mentioned the five million rand. His son had, he tells me that, Banana, I grew up. I grew up the hard way. He said, I do not want to deprive my children of what I never enjoyed. Many of us, we went to school, the same school shoe, we wore it for three years, four years. I think I mentioned it here a few weeks ago. You know, one brother, he mentioned to Milan, I brought a cell phone, you know, for my kid, for my son, and I come home thinking I would impress him. Young boy, seven-year-old child, he looks at his dad, what's this? I want iPhone 15, you can keep this. I want iPhone 15. It's a sense of entitlement. You know what, you need to do this. You need to do that for us. So like I said, we need to show our children love. Show them that love. But like I said, coupled with sternness, but in moderation. Don't beat up our children. Show them love. You know one Sahabi, the rewrite appears in, in Bazaar. So one Sahabi comes to the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he said, oh Nabi of Allah, I would like to, you know, give it, I would like to, you to give a gift, you know, to my son. Nabi Ali Salam said, Alaka waladun siwa. Do you have any other children? He said, yes. Nabi Ali Salam said, why this unfair treatment? You're giving a gift to one, and you're not giving a gift to the other. Nabi Ali Salam was sitting, Abu Huraira narrates. He said, I was sitting with the Nabi of Allah. There was one Sahabi sitting with us. His son came running to him. So the Sahabi picked up the child, kissed him, made the child sit on his lap. Few moments later, his daughter came running. What the Sahabi did, he told his daughter, sit in front. Nabi Ali Salam said, why this unfair treatment? You made your son sit on the lap, you made your daughter sit in front. Many children complain, I've dealt with many of these issues. 
that you know what my father my mother loves that child more than he loves me where the child they're going to look elsewhere they're going to look elsewhere become the friends of our children my brothers let us you know they speak about new year's resolution like one brother mentioned the other day he said my new year's resolution is to keep up with technology he said it is ridiculous you know to ask my 12 year old child how to use a cell phone so what's our new year's resolution this is the question we need to ask ourselves so like i said we know these situations i circulated a message you know this morning and uh you know the, like i said the idea is to conscientize you know the muslim community there are many brothers that are from other parts of the country you know they want to conscientize the muslim community that this is you know what is happening and i can tell you this has been happening not only this year but this year it's on a unprecedented level you know, every other day, you know, I receive calls. In fact, the other day in the morning, I received a call that, uh, you know, Imam, can you kindly come? There are this group of youngsters, you know, who are, who are abusing the staff, you know, at, the, at a particular facility. So we need to be honest. We need to become ambassadors. You know, give our children, you know, educate them, teach them what is adab, respect, mannerism, etiquette, and conduct. But that is just in conclusion. You know, of course, we'll be fading in our duty. You know, if we do not, uh, you know, make mention of what is currently happening in you know, in Gaza, we are innocent brothers, you know, young innocent children are being mercilessly butchered and massacred, you know, in Gaza. You know, we've seen footage, it makes me cry, it makes you cry, I guess it will make any human being cry. But what have we done? Let us try and do, make a lot of dua, make a lot of dua. We know this court case that is coming up on the 11th and 12th, make dua that inshallah, you know, something positive, you know, comes of it. But we need to, as Muslims, you know, we have hope in the mercy of Allah. We have hope in the mercy of Allah. And like I've mentioned, i mentioned this many a times, is that let us, inshallah, all make the niyyah. Go and visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. Go and visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. In fact, the Imam from Masjid sent me a message a few days ago. And there were some Salafican brothers, a brother from the community. In fact, he told me, Malala, I want to take my wife and my daughter. I said, go. He said, won't they stop me? I said, my brother, just go. And, you know, he sent me a message as he crossed over the, the border. And he said, this is the best moment of my life. The best moment of my life. And he said that encourages many people to come. So this is my message. You know, we travel to this country. Go wherever you want. But inshallah, on a bucket list, take our children and go to Masjid Al-Aqsa. And see what is the plight of these Palestinian, you know, children. We make dua to the Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for our youth. Allah Ta'ala guide them. Allah Ta'ala protect them. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not for us to judge. It pains us when we see, you know, these are the, you know, we have children, you have children. These are the children of the parents. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala guide our parents that we become, become role models to our children. And, uh, you know, we, we take interest in their lives. Like the other day I mentioned to one brother, I said, your son, what grade is he in school? He calls his son, he said, what grade you feel? I said, your own son, you don't know? He said, no, that's the job of the wife, that. So like I said, we choose the best of institutions for our children. Become part of their lives, when become part of their... You know, more than often, we need to be honest, my brothers. You know, I have kids. More than often, it is the wives that do the work. You know, sit with the homework, teach them at the madrasa work. We as parents, we're making them, but we're too busy playing golf and doing this. I'm not saying don't do it, do it. But we need to, you know, normally when I get, when I perform these nikahs, I advise husbands that you know what your best friend should be your wife become friends to each other become friends to each other and just in conclusion you know it's like we attach importance to secular education fundamentally important is that send your children to a madrasa because you know these are thoughts that insulate the iman of our children that protect the iman of our children 
So inshallah, identify a good madrasa wherever it is. Mashallah, in our country, in our town, we have beautiful, wonderful, you know, madrasas, institutions. You know, this is the foundation. This is the foundation. You know, I travel the world. You go to certain, I was in Australia a few, a few weeks ago. I met a brother. He tells me, Malana, you know what? The foundation, what you'll have, you know, back home, we don't have it in this country. You know, the foundation is strong. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and the ability that we appreciate. You know, we're one of the imams of, of Madinah to Munawara. A few years ago, we hosted him in the Masjid Sheikh Salal Budair. And, you know, he was taken around. He had seen all the beautiful masajid and institutions. And he mentioned this. He said that there are more huffaz in the non-Arab world than the Arab world itself. And, you know, Sheikh Abdurrahman, so many years ago when he came to South Africa, he said the only thing that is lacking in South Africa, you know, is the Kaaba. Everything else is here. But really, my brothers, there's something that's, that pains us and the disunity. We need to start working together. Either we stand up, stand up together as an ummah or either we fall down as an ummah. Bring about the unity. We might have our internal you know, petty differences, but let us, not, let us not use that to divide us. Stand up together as an ummah and inshallah in that way we will see the strength of the ummah. Make a lot of dua, you know, uh, as we've entered into this new year. Ya Allah Ta'ala, make it easy for those that are suffering, especially those in Gaza, you know, those in Palestine, and those that have fallen. Ya Allah Ta'ala, grant them all the reward of martyrdom. And those that are standing in the front line, who are fulfilling that responsibility for the entire Muslim Ummah. Ya Allah Ta'ala, make them strong, you know, against the enemy.
أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوت بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحدوا الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم البدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينزي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأزملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات وذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات 
وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر, لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابة يجمعين الله الله في أصحابي الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم عرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن البحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون Those brothers that are standing outside in the wudu area, the facility is downstairs in the hall and the classroom is at the back. Inshallah, we can make our way to the back or downstairs. Stand shoulder to shoulder. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maalik Yawm Ad-Din إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة أصحاب الجنة 
جنتهم الفائزون لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر
الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا رب لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك يا أول الأولين ويا آخر الآخرين ويا ذا القوة المتين ويا رحم المساكين ويا أرحم الراحمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وضرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا وجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعشيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا ورزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورزقنا اجتنابه اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من سر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين آمين يا رب العالمين برحمة Just one announcement uh, I've been asked to make uh, one of the seniors from the Sufi family in Riverside that uh, Abdul Aziz Sufi was he had a illness he was not well too well for the past few weeks he passed on this morning inshallah the janazah salah will take place at the Sufi Sab Masjid in Riverside after Salatul Maghrib <laughs>